Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood, and here's my quote for last week's episode of Living in the Present versus Thinking about the Future. For me, the present and the future are often inseparable. And this also includes the past. It's like you don't hear one note, you hear several notes in a melody, right? So it, it's depending upon what has already happened, but also what you anticipate happening, right? Um, on my daily walk, I typically use the time to think about upcoming projects or explore an idea. And today's walk, I focused on anxiety, which for me felt like a good way to think about and consider and reflect on last week's episode, but also to consider the present, the future, and again, the past. Right now, I'm experiencing a tremendous amount of anxiety because I've overloaded myself with too much work, plain and simple. Just too much goddamn work. Alas, this is something I do, and I guess it's my thing. The excitement of finishing something is often bound up in three other things or more that need to be done. And let me tell you, it is a hard fucking habit to break. Here's what the past few days have looked like for me. I spent the weekend working on upcoming projects and meetings. And when I wasn't working, I was fretting about the week ahead, a meeting I don't want to have, seizing up in terror when I got a text or phone call, or was doom scrolling on social media. Head on the couch, watching anything that would distract me from news to films like American Psycho. Yeah, I know. Or YouTube channels focusing on artists and thinkers that I like, like Francis Bacon or Gilles A. Deleuze. Anxiety keeps me wired to a present, and if I let it overcome me, I can't think of anything else but the worst case scenario. This meeting that I have upcoming will go badly. This idea sucks and what will I do? What was I thinking when I agreed to do this, that, or the other thing? My body wants to rest, but I cannot. And then on top of all of it, I made the mistake of taking a gummy Friday night, which meant that it turned up the heat on my anxiety, replaying doom scenes and thoughts that are more than 99% unlikely to happen. Anxiety also makes me fearful of a future that's engulfed in flames and doom. I love that word, doom. But here's where the past is useful. I have made it through countless disasters, mistakes I've made, and often unscathed. Do I remember this when I'm writhing about in anxiety? Not with some effort. Not with some effort. And here's where thinking of the future also comes in handy. All of my anxiety doom thoughts have a hard time keeping me still when I'm eating well, working out, and breathing. I'm considering my future. So it's around this time I start visualizing what I want to see happen and keep it best as I can as the focus of my thoughts. As I mentioned in the episode, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm at my best when I'm fully engaged in the moment. Something about the future doesn't scare me as much if I'm really lucky. And excuse me, something about the future doesn't scare me as much. And if I'm really, really lucky, I remember those instances in the past, as I mentioned earlier, that nothing came of my anxiety. Nothing actually of merit happened. I made it through. The world kept spinning. And sometimes my paralyzing death thoughts were the worst of it. And I also must say that having a morning routine is extremely helpful in times like these. I must get up to feed my cat, clean this cat box, take my blood pressure meds, journal, and then get on with my day. Having a goal or some imagination also helps me focus my thoughts, which sometimes reduce my anxiety. And for me, perspective is everything. So I guess that's my jumbled kind of repetitive coda. Not the present versus the future versus the past, but all three simultaneously.
working in service of me living a good life. Thanks. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of The American Age, and this is my note on last week's podcast. Uh, we talked last week um, about living for th- in the present, in the moment, uh, versus uh, planning for and thinking about the future. And I, you know, I thought I I couldn't quite capture Stephen's imagination with what I was going for. I think probably my fault for not. Um, really being able to articulate it cleanly. But I wanted to, what I was trying to call attention to is that I feel like these things, that these orientations are largely irreconcilable and not that there is some happy fusion or synthesis or, you know, to borrow from Hegel, sublation um, that, that consistently happens as a result of these two tensions. There is no final resolution to them, I don't think. Um, We have a really short lifespan from a certain point of view or a really long one from a certain point of view. I know that sounds, um, I apologize for the computer noise. Uh, I know that sounds uh, kind of pat and, and uninteresting, um, but you know, when Neruda says that life is long, I understand what he's getting at, but also at the end, it must compress to such a shockingly existentially crushing short time. Um, there's a, a Lydia Davis poem, uh, on about learning German, you know, all my life, I've uh, been trying to improve my German, and now I'm old and ill and don't have long to live. Soon I will be dead with better German. It's something close to that. And that compression that must happen at the end of your life, or if you allow yourself to linger for a moment on the thought of death, its proximity, compresses everything to now, right? Everything is now. Whatever is in this moment, this is the Zen idea of living in the moment, just being present. Many spiritual traditions um, uh, have similar sensibilities. Um, uh, Christian mysticism, um, Tibetan Buddhism uh, as well as Sufi traditions, you know, the, the whirling dervishes, etc. The entire universe compressed into a moment, a series of nows. And the liberation and the joy and sort of the wild pleasure of that seems to me entirely irreconcilably contradicted by living for the future, thinking about the future, the idea of the long now, the idea of climate around climate change, protecting the future. We have to protect the future, protect the future, protect the future. Of course, we have to protect the future. I, I'm not, this isn't a broadside against that. I mean, thank God people thought about the future. Thank God people labor in, you know, the equivalent of, you know, 21st century caves, modern, you know, labs where, you know, people use lasers and electron microscopes and fret over arcane symbols to fathom the universe. Thank God people do that. It's certainly no way to spend 
a life inside of your wild animal body though, right? You're not outside under the trees in the rain, watching the sunset, living under the stars, which is what we evolved to do, which is where probably our deepest pleasure lie, that and of course the pleasure of other bodies. But we wouldn't have anything that we have. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. I wouldn't, you know, be projecting myself out to all of these strangers if people didn't labor in these ways with their lives. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. But I don't think these things can easily be reconciled. I don't think there's a happy medium. I, I absolutely think that we're chimeras and that these things can't easily you can't you can't square that circle and so you know this was what i was trying to uh, to capture in my conversation with steven and i i obviously failed to do that it's it's why this podcast this note is late though um i my life is incredibly chaotic right now i don't really talk about it on the podcast very much but you know, I, I, those of you that have listened for a while we had a house fire about a year and a half ago the house is still being rebuilt there are a million and one decisions that have to be made about the house that depending on the day or time i don't want to make but have to be made or they'll be made by someone else and we're going to live there and of course i feel incredibly grateful to have you know insurance insurance another example of planning for the future, right? Thank God we had good homeowner's insurance. Many people don't. Um, the homeowner's insurance is what is allowing us to rebuild our home in a way that that is going to be quite comfortable for us. And thank God that those, you know, that farmer's insurance exists and that these insurance agencies exist and, and perform their duties, uh, perform their due diligence and, and execute their duties faithfully when they do. I know sometimes they don't. I know sometimes they take advantage of their clients. That wasn't our experience. And so, you know, I thank, thank God for that. Thank God that that institution oriented towards future harm exists. Um, but it, it overwhelms my day. It's all I can think about. And I had to get the podcast done and then we have a small business and I have to think about, you know, whether, you know, think what things we need to do to make sure to take care of our employees and our clients. And that's all thinking about the future. And I haven't fucking seen the sun in any meaningful way in months, months. Why? If I had a month to live, is this what I would be doing? Absolutely not. No chance in hell. No way. No way. And there's the famous, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, you live for the moment, find what you want to do now. Okay, sure, fine. For as long as you have the luxury to do that, many people's lives are so overwhelmed with anxiety and insecurity, whether it be food insecurity, economic insecurity, emotional insecurity, um, whatever it is, are so overwhelmed by the now that they can't even think about the future. And the now is no deep pleasure for them. It's just a series of endless crises. You know, sometimes it's not that. Sometimes you have, you know, kind of your basics are taken care of and living in the now can be exhilarating. And sometimes it can be super selfish if you have a kid that only thinks about right now and not, you know, saving the marshmallow for tomorrow. But again, if you spend all of your time in the future, what kind of life have you lived? I don't think there's a, I don't think that, I don't think that can be reconciled, not easily, not consistently, not finally. 
Um, and it's, it's just, it's a confusion. It's a maelstrom. Um, it's a tension that, that doesn't resolve itself until the end. Um, that's what I was trying to get at. Don't know if I succeeded in my note. Um, but as always, thanks very much for listening.